ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is Monday, March 28, 2022. Andres, what's up? Not much, you know, uh, just living life right now. Also, it is extremely cold. Not really extremely, but it's back to being cold weather over here in Montreal. And I just don't like it, you know, like it was nice and beautiful over the weekend. And suddenly, bam, it's my, it feels like minus 14 today, which is not cool. How about you, Bishang? How are you doing? I agree. Yeah. So, the you know, last week, even the weekend was, uh, I guess the week, not weekend, last weekend and the week was really nice. And then this week it got super cold. You know, I went for a walk. I started to go for a walk. I went outside, locked the door, started walking and the wind just hit me so hard in the face. I said, screw it. And I turned around and came back home. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it is fair. I I completely support that. I mean, with that, Andres, what have you learned this past week? What have I learned this past week? Well, uh, what did I learn? Oh, I learned. I like. I went back into my geography phase. Um, so something I learned this week actually was the border, the actual border between uh, Morocco and Western Sahara, which is a contested border. Um, so yeah, I learned the reasoning behind it and what Morocco is has done uh, for that. So very interesting geopolitics over there. How about you? What did you, what something interesting you learned this past week? So for me, uh, one of the interesting things, I know I talked to you about this briefly, but one thing I learned um, about was rabies. And it was because Reddit, on Reddit, there's a post about, you know, a person pretty much showing symptoms of rabies. And rabies is a disease that pretty much if you show symptoms, it's already too late for you. You're going to die, you know, within a week or two. And, you know, that's being very generous. Mm-hmm. I guess just the way it attacks the body and the nervous system, you know, just pretty much. That's why they have you getting the rabies shot, you know, all that series of rabies shot as soon as like you come in contact with a animal. So it was pretty interesting. It was kind of morbid because it, it obviously showed this man dying, but it was interesting in the sense it was like an old movie just showing the different symptoms throughout the stages of rabies, I guess, in a human. And it's kind of really scary because, you know, pretty much if you like most other diseases, if you show symptoms, it's like, okay, it's a warning pretty much to go to doctors, do something about it. Obviously not a, all diseases are like that. You know, sometimes you don't show symptoms. Mm-hmm. But with rabies, it was, you know, it's pretty much 99.99% fatal if you see the symptoms. So that's why, you know, if you come into close contact with animals or birds or anything, really, even if you get just slightly scratched, not a bad idea, you know, just to go to the hospital, talk to the doctors, you know, say, hey, this is what happened. Because you never know, you know, so I think it's better to be safe than sorry, especially with a disease like rabies. Oh, it can be completely scary. I agree with that. No, no, no. Yeah. So and that also got me thinking, you know, having lived in U of S residences where they have bats flying, you know, kind of questioning how they got away with that. I mean, I don't think there's <laughs> much you can get, a, I mean, get, do at that point, but it's kind of scary just looking back, you know, because I remember there was bats in my room <laughs> in third year so. Yeah, not the best moment, if you ask me personally. Uh, but yeah, no, not not a cool, <laughs> not a cool thing for sure to have. And I mean, they are dangerous because 
that's the thing, right? You never know if they carry rabies or not. Exactly. And especially with bats, they carry so many like types of diseases and stuff. It's just like, it's just unsanitary, first of all, right? And mm -hmm. second, like I said, they just carry so many wild ranges of diseases, including rabies or even COVID, right? So it's like, uh, maybe they should work on that. Maybe they have worked on it since we've left. But at the same time, obviously, it, looking back, it just I'm just like, wait, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I learned. And there's another thing I quickly want to talk about. And it's, I think I talked about this a while ago, but just the difference between disinformation and misinformation, because there seems to be a lot of like, you know, information that's getting passed around these days. And pretty much disinformation is when people intentionally create false or misleading information to make money, have mm -hmm. political influence, or maliciously cause trouble or harm. And misinformation is when people share disinformation, but they don't realize it's false or misleading, often because they're trying to help or want to feel part of the community. Um, this is for, from the First Draft News um, website. So I think just the slight differences in mis and disinformation, but, you know, I think it's always a good thing to double check your sources what you're reading you know see if it's legitimate or someone made it up on facebook or just you know like i said just make sure your sources are good credible and read multiple on the same subject uh yeah i mean you have to cross-reference i always say that the best way to really know if what you're reading is true is to cross-reference with multi like with different sources more than one that's always a good practice so Andres, what are we talking about today? Today, what are we talking about? We're talking about professions, but from an angle of why people do them. Why is there a profession such a trend at the moment? Or why people choose, like, why are some professions that keep on having, like, a good influx of people interested in them and pursuing them? Exactly. And, you know, this came up um, again. We talked about this earlier this week. Um, but this conversation came up because me and Agrima were having conversation about why people go into like medicine or dentistry and things like that. And for me, you know, this is going to be a very controversial take and people might not like me for this. But I think I think people go mainly into the their profession for the money, right? Like, obviously, that's number one factor, which isn't a bad thing, right? It's neither a good thing or a bad thing because the world revolves around money. And so I felt as if, like, especially, like, you know, professional degrees such as doctor, dentistry, pharmacy, those things, I maybe it's a cynical view of looking at the way things, but like I said, I think people go into that for the money. Of course, you're going to have the people that, you know, genuinely want to help or, you know, other reasons, but the way I've seen it, it's because A, the money, and B, it's because the parents pretty much forced them to or told them to or suggested they do that. And maybe, like I said, that's being very cynical and maybe then, you know, not everyone will have that opinion, but that's the way I see it. I mean, there's many reasons why people might go into medicine, but yeah, definitely. I feel like nowadays, like a big, a big factor is looking actually for your financial, <laughs> what financially you're going to look like uh, for moving into the future because, you know, economy. I mean, that's not a bad thing either, right? Like, obviously, we have to live and we have to get things. But like I said, this is very cynical of me to say this. I know that. But especially with medicine, because medicine is definitely one of the hardest things 
to do, right? Whether it's just being a general physician or like something intense as a surgeon, it's very demanding. It's stressful, especially when you're young, when you're just starting out. Like I have so many friends that are just getting into residency programs now that say med school is super hard and along with the debts that come with it, right? Mm -hmm. But obviously when you look at a life of a doctor after they've finished all that, you know, once they're in the to the profession, like I know so many doctors that just work for like two hours a day and then go home. Literally they come, write a prescription, then go home and like play golf. Um, I know that sounds a little bit like very stereotypical maybe, but as an example, you know, that that's the way I've seen it. Like this one time I remember back in Regina, we had this family doctor lit legit like we tried to book appointments with him but he would never be there he'd always be off like and it went for almost a year obviously that's not you know that's not the best examples because obviously for every one of those doctors there's those doctors who work days in days out yeah but in the big picture i think the money is what motivates people to become doctors and even like engineers i know that's not a perfect example but like even engineering there's some engineers that make a lot of money versus some of the other ones. Like for me, civil is actually one of the lower ones. Obviously, if you're a higher, you know, senior engineer, if you have experience, that all changes. But for the most part, civil is generally on the lower side. But some, I know some engineers that did oil and gas in like engineering or industrial engineering. And, you know, when the oil boom was happening back in, I believe, 2012, 2013. And then they went through their program because they're literally, they were, you know, blinded by the, salary that oil and gas at that time promised and then they graduate with a degree they can't find their jobs because oil and gas has tanked right so and then kind of sucks for them because they have to go back into school to do something else money is a big factor i mean my take is i would say almost 80 percent, 85 percent of people do medicine pharmacy dentistry for the money that is quite a controversial take, Brishang, <laughs> that you have going on in there. <laughs> or maybe a controversial take that for some people or a lot of people, it's hard to admit, you know? Yeah, you're right. And like, that's the thing. I'm not just hating on them for that because even for me, money wasn't a general overall factor for me. For, for me, first of all, it was more of like a parents thing. You know, it's like when you're immigrant, when you're brown, when you're Asian, your parents tell you to go be a doctor or engineer. And if you don't want to do a doctor, you can do engineer, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of for me, like even looking at my own life, it's like, yeah, it is. It, it does come down to money, number one, number two, parents. So obviously you got to make your parents happy. And, you know, going with the parents argument as well in Regina, I know a lot of like doctors that literally force their kids to become doctors. And it's because they want to obviously, you know, the whole name, um, keeping the traditions, blah, 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 all that. But even beyond that, I know so many people that, you know, they couldn't get into medicine in Canada or US. So they their parents literally paid for them to go to med school in the Caribbean or even China. Like one of my best friends in Regina, like he, I know, like, I, I think he'll agree with me when I say this. I don't want to speak for him, but I know he'll agree with me because I tweeted this on my Twitter you know saying whatever I, i've been saying this controversial take and he responded to me saying uh, no comment but i agree <laughs> and because he's one of those guys you know i i don't know if he applied in canada or not but he goes to med school in china which is great for him he's a really good guy so i'm not like you know putting him down or anything but obviously if he responded to me saying you're uh, you know you're right obviously it kind of like 
he kind of like opened up to that as well. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I would say, definitely it is a factor. Uh, I would like, I don't know, probably not the only factor, you know, uh, but definitely a factor that plays in um, going in, especially. I don't know. It's just, um, I guess it just depends uh, on the type of person that you are. <laughs> How about you? Like, don't don't you think, like, take, like for me, taking you back to Nepal, you know, like Nepal, you're raised to be either a doctor, engineer, and you know, otherwise you're looked at, looked down upon. Is that the same kind of vibe in Mexico? Like, what kind of, you know, what kind of pressure is there from society to be a, like one of those higher esteemed professions? Um, I think um. There is different like difference in kind of like how how to go about um, in a certain way about the uh, the future. It, like it really depends, I guess, on who your family is and how open they are to knowing kind of like what you want to do. I would say I would say it's kind of like split into. I wouldn't say money it is a thing because I mean there's some pretty well played doctors but usually on that I think your aim at least back home is to work in private practice um as most like that's usually where a lot of people make a lot of money um but I would say a lot of it it's either like you know I think worldwide doctors have a certain like societal status uh so i think in mexico you're mainly uh either doing it uh for three reasons i would say instead of two three reasons one you're doing it to chase that uh society like that society status that oh they're a doctor you know they're always highly regarded uh even though that's you know it's kind of like for me the controversial take is like not just because you did medicine you're gonna have the reason the entire time or you should be regarded in such high regard um that's my hot take on that uh Another one is because your parents uh, are, are doctors, so you're just following that, or they are, like, in a certain way, tailoring you to do medicine. And the other one is just, uh, you actually do want to help people. Uh, and I think I see a lot more of that back in Mexico, on, like, in Latin American countries, uh, people wanting to help out, and that's why they go into medicine. Uh, compared to like what I've seen sometimes in North America, like what is considered North America, which is the sta United States and Canada. Um, I think actually there's more pressure to actually be an engineer uh, in Mexico. Uh, the, like, especially like there's a lot of more like the, you know, the, the field for work, it's a, like a lot broader than for many other, uh, many other things. So in that case, I, I like I was all like my entire my siblings and I and my entire that side of the family, we were always pressured into kind of like trying to do engineering. Um, just because like we come from a family of engineers in my dad's side, and like they know the workforce, and like of course they want the best for us. So they were like we like technically like they never said it explicitly, but basically saying like, oh we have connections so you will never have to really worry because like we'll always find a way to connect you somewhere right um 
So I guess like back home, actually, the pressure is either to be a doctor or um, or an engineer. Those are the two preferred um, preferred sides of things or a lawyer. Those are like the three main things, um, but mainly medicine and an engineer. So uh, yeah, but not to me. I decided to go into the life sciences, the health sciences, which was a little bit more of a controversial take, but my parents were fully supported of that. that. No, that's actually good to hear because a lot of, like the way I've seen it, and again, different kind of brand than you obviously, but that South Asian type of mentality where, you know, you're pretty much doing it because your parents told you to do it. And obviously these days I've seen it with a lot of other things too, not just doctor or engineer, but like, um, even computer science, because I know that's a big hub in like money these days. I've seen parents tell their kids to be computer scientists or whatever it is. Obviously, we say jobs and lives revolve around money. But with doctors, if they truly wanted to help people, do you think they would do it for less money? Like, yes, doctors deserve to get paid what they get paid because they do a lot of good in society and they help a lot of people. But those people, you know, that say, oh, I'm not doing it for the money, like, I don't know. I I personally think they wouldn't do it if they if doctors got paid less. Um, I know then you know other people will say, well, they have lots of debt, but at the same time, yeah, they have debt, but they can pay that off within the you know first three, four, five years of working. And honestly, for me, I don't think like even for me, like if engineering paid less than what it pays, you know, I don't think I would have done engineering obviously because obviously pay is a big part, and. Like if I could, I would do something that I truly, truly enjoyed and I would do it, you know, if money didn't matter, I guess that's a very cliche um, phrase. Like, you know, whenever they ask you at interviews or you get, you're getting to know someone on Tinder or something and they say, if money didn't matter, what would you be? You know, like mm -hmm. would a lot of people continue to say doctor or engineer or things like that? I don't know. I That's where I think I get a little bit, uh, questioning i guess because i think if doctors got paid significantly with less would there be more doctors less doctors i think there'd be less um number one reasons i mean think about it from this perspective canada you know we have public health care um most doctors salaries are within a range but a lot of canadian doctors actually go down to the u.s from here to work there and why is that because obviously they have private practices there you can get paid way more there because of private health care so i mean that's a very, very basic example, but I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're moving down there to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. So like, so the way I see it, I think, you know, for me, I've established, obviously money is a big factor. We've, we've established that, but would doctors be doctors for less pay? No, I don't think all of them would be. Um, I think, I yeah, I think in the North American context, probably not. And I think it's very niche to North America. Uh, the like not the problem of like doc like I think the problem not the problem but like the source of it it's of like high highly regarded they are plus the compensation that comes to it I do agree you know when it comes to payment and all of that like yeah they go through a lot of training and they specialize and all of that uh, and I think that's a conversation for a different thing on like what's appropriate pay for different professions, but just comparing it like in the healthcare system, right? Uh, when you compare, you know, the wage of a nurse compared to the wage of a doctor, there's a, there, there's some discrepancy in there, right? 
and you like whoever has gone to a hospital knows the amount of work nurses do and personally having friends that are nurses or have studied nursing like I also see what goes into it right it's not as it's not an easy job it's very demanding and it's once again it's a job that a true of that is like life or death Uh, but when you look at the compensation it's very very different uh in that way so I guess like there's like yes I believe there's many reasons people pursue different careers um but at the same time are there some careers that are pursued basically because of the money factor I think it is it is true or like in the like the job security thing it's true like medicine law engineering are the main ones but like kind of like how I was saying at the first like talking about trendy jobs right like data science computer science all of that has become very trendy because the job market has opened up to that and you can be making like pretty high on the tens of thousands of dollars just after graduation and if you go down to the states you can be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary just based on uh, just based on some of that right um so it's just like some jobs have just become trendy uh because of the job market and you know how much money is getting put into it like from investors uh so then of course companies are able to afford paying all of that exactly and one thing that i i agree with that what you said is about nurses and See, I see nurses for me are people that actually wanted to help people because you don't go into nursing for the glory or anything, because in my opinion, and from what I've heard, because I have um, nursing friends too, they work so hard. And most of the time, you know, when a per- patient comes in, the nurse sees them for 90% of the time and the doctor just comes for like 10% of the time. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think that's what I've heard from a lot of people. Yes, yes. It's like, well, they know they run up the mail, right? they they know like you know they know everything about a patient that like they're like in care of they will know like kind of like really what's going on even from what's outside of the chart they really get to know the patient and like I knew this before going into public health or before I decided to be part of the health kind of like like part of the healthcare professional system network whatever you want to call it uh it is well known that nurses contribute a lot to the care of patients, not just because they're medically treating them, but because they also know other factors, other things that might contribute to the reason why they're at the hospital or why they're not improving or being like, or why they're worsening uh, in their particular illness or disease. And that's because the nurses are having conversations and they're interacting with the patients a lot more or with the families. So they know more of the history that sometimes doctors do take into consideration and sometimes doctors do not take that into consideration into it so uh that's that's the thing right and I think the other thing like I think something that it's not really like outside of the health like the university setting because that's the other thing right it's like going to university such a thing um trade like skill trades and all of that it's not like people I say personally believe people go into a skill trade because Uh, either one they don't want to go to university or two um 
for whatever reason they don't want to go to university or two they just really like something in the skill trade and honestly if you're good at it uh, you can make pretty good bank uh, as a skills person uh, but I guess the way culturally and societally we've been raised skills are not regarded in that way which honestly I've said it before and I'll continue to say it university is not for everyone uh, exactly and I think that also contributes to a lot of you know a feeling of elitism I guess where you know people that go to university they feel like a superior to people that didn't versus other people that went to community college versus others that went to technical college and you know that's a whole nother conversation and like you said university is not for everyone community college is not for everyone i think it really depends on your lifestyle on your wants and desires but then you know going back to the conversation i think you're absolutely right trade schools you know you can make a lot of money but i think with those kind of people money is a factor too but in the same sense i think it's less of a factor as a doctor or other things because those jobs aren't glorious right like like doctor isn't glorious either but compared to like say a plumber or electrician like those require manual labor a lot of more hard work and obviously completely different mindsets completely different smarts but you know an electrician obviously can't be a doctor a doctor can be an electrician but i think Maybe that's a bad word, but like the glory of being an electrician versus glory of being a doctor, you know, and I think it's quite different, even though the pay in the long run, it might be similar, obviously not exactly the same, but you're right, like trade, trades people get quite a lot too, right? Um, yeah, I think honestly, it's like, it's something that I, I just don't, re <laughs> it's just like, when people are like, for me, when it comes to your reasoning to going into a certain profession, of course, there's reasonings you say in an official record when you're interviewing or something. But for me, it's like when you're talking with friends, you know, and then like you can have an open conversation of why you chose to go to to the profession that you chose, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when when you know someone went into the profession, for example, for the money, like that's what they want out of it. Um, and you know them personally and like you have heard them talk and then they just pretend they're like no 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 i'm here because i really like engineering and blah 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 or like i really i really want to help people and blah 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 and you know the truth behind it that's for me is just like it, it becomes very um very frustrating and very annoying because it's just like just state your reason like you're that type of person that is just here for the money. And like, I'm not saying like it's right or wrong. It's your decision why you'd like to pursue something, right? But like, why lie about it? You know, like your reasons are your reasons and for you might be valid. Um, but once again, it's because they, there's a thing like they want to be seen in like a certain light. Everyone has a reason, right? That's the whole point. There's no right or wrong. Like I'm not looking down or we're not looking down on anyone that says, oh, I'm doing it strictly for the money or I'm doing it for my parents or I'm doing it for myself. It's just, for me, I think if, like you said, people just got to be a little bit more truthful and be like, hey, yeah, I am doing it for the money. You know, like I know a lot of people, especially a couple of my friends or like people that I went to high school with or university with, they'll say, you know, they truly want to help people and they want to be a doctor. But then when you look at their hour, scheduling hours, it's like, are you actually trying to help people or like, I mean, maybe that's just a lifestyle of doctors that I fully don't understand, you know, but 
I mean, I don't fault them. If I had that option to work two, three hours a day, four for six hours a day and get paid that much, hell yeah, I would do that too, right? Who wouldn't? You'd be nuts not to do that. But at the same time, I think, especially when it comes to those kind of professions. And like I said, even engineering, obviously, you know, a lot of people do engineering for the money or the status. That goes with any jobs that's high paying or well-respected, right? Like no one wants to be a plumber or, I mean, people do, but obviously it's not as sought out or even such as fine arts. Obviously fine arts doesn't pay as much. And in university, we make fun of those fine arts students all the time, like the philosophy students and the whatever students. But obviously, you know, everyone has their own reasons. And I think it's just, about knowing what you want in life yeah and like that's the thing I, I think it's all like when you go through that conversation once again it is what's been ingrained on us right as like as a culturally what has been ingrained that will make you successful um but the more like 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 i keep on seeing this um this post on instagram of like what it's like uh how your life is valued and one is like your career and like salary and your profession those are the only two things and kind of like and then the other one is like what you should really take into consideration to consider yourself successful and it has everything else like hobbies like mental wellness salary job um where you live your friend circle like there's so much more and i think that's what it is right like the reason i mean like once like you said like everyone has their own reasons and they're valid but the reasons why people go into certain professions are ingrained into our definition of success. What does success mean? And sadly, in the capitalist society, success has looked of like how much money you have and how much, you know, sorry, like different, depending on different professions, but like how much power you have. So a lot of what success means is like how much, how much property, how much, how much do you own and how much are you making? Everything is dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. And that's because that's how a capitalist society uh, lives. But I think uh, some, like some of us think about success in a very different way and not everything is attached to with like a monetary value to it. Absolutely. And I think we can go on forever and ever and ever and ever about capitalism and our issues with it, but obviously that's not our <laughs> no topic. And, you know, we've said that about a lot of things in our past episodes where capitalism seems to create this competitive nature in people right like and obviously you can see it in a lot of things especially in choosing professions or choosing majors whatever it is but at like definitely and then so i was actually you know curious about doctors without borders and seeing you know obviously they're more of the on the volunteerism humanitarian side of things and i was looking at what they get paid and it said on their website it says Monthly gross salary is around 2,426 with subsequent increases based on expertise and experiences. So slightly obviously different than normal everyday doctors. But I think when I think of a doctor and like people who that truly want to be doctors, I think maybe this is not a good look, but that's the way I see it. It's doctors without borders or people that are, you know, actively going out on outside of their comfort zone to help people. And I think for me, that's what it truly means to help people from that sense. And obviously, you know, doctors within Canada, within North America are going to disagree with me on that. They're going to say, what are you talking about? You know, we worked so hard to be here. And I'm not doubting that, definitely. But in my opinion, I think those kind of doctors are the truly ones that want to help people. Oh, and that's completely fair. And I mean, it's not to take away from anyone's 
uh, to anyone's hard work or anything, but uh, that's like another argument that I personally do not like when they're like, oh, but I've gone through so much training or like all the amount of work or a school that I had to do. Um, they're not the only ones that had to do that much schooling. You know, uh, when you talk about like, for example, academia, like professors, uh, now like all professors, pretty sure they have PhDs. And that also takes a lot of work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not easy getting a PhD. Uh, well, financially, it's not easy to get it. Uh, you're relying a lot more on funding compared to other degrees that, you know, banks are literally giving money out because they know they're going to get repaid. Uh, so financially, it's not easy. And also, there's a lot of work that involves going into, uh, into getting a doctorate degree. So uh, there's that. Uh, once again, when it comes to, for example, when it comes to when we're talking about skill work and all of that, I think a lot of that to diminish is like, oh, they don't have training or anything. I have friends on this, like on different skill trades and the amount of time, like training that they have to do sometimes that they're not earning good enough money just because they are training. Um, there's at that time, plus all the different, uh, if you really want to be good at your trade, the different exams that you have, that's something I learned like from someone, but the different exams and things you have, like things you have to do in order to like keep on moving up on your trade. Like there was like something about like the journeyman exam or something like that. And then that's not the only one you have to keep on moving. So for me, it's very annoying and very like annoying and frustrating when people from different, um, from different degrees or different areas, they're like, oh, but I've just done so much and it's so much work and schooling. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that's the pathway you chose, right? Uh, so, like, yes, it's okay. Like, we all complain, but using it as, like, as a reasoning to think you're above others, uh, it's not good. Uh, I think it's, like, a very easy cop-out. And it's not, like, for me, that's a reason that's not valid because many other different professions have had to have their own. Um, everyone has to work to be where they are at uh, at the position they are at the moment so and there's many many professions that require a lot more training outside of what the normal university training is which is another thing that some professions did not take into consideration is the training that it's not in a certain way formalized by a university setting but training that happens outside of the work like in their workplace or outside of the workplace in order to keep on moving so exactly and you know once again, I want to reiterate, reiterate that we're not really putting down anyone. You know, people have their own opinions. They're free to do what they want. And, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong in saying that whatever I said. And most people go into those kind of programs to help people. But again, these are, you know, our opinions and my opinion, especially like I don't want to put it on dress either because this is a very <laughs> controversial opinion that I have. And, you know, maybe people won't like me for it, but I think that's just the way I see it. And like I said, I've tried to put it into perspective of even being an engineer myself and, you know, being a brown immigrant engineer saying, you know, like for me, it was doctor and engineer. And in the beginning, I did want to do med school. Why? Because A, the money is amazing to my parents, you know, were kind of pushing me in that direction. But in the end, I kind of figured, hey, that's not for me. 
I switched into what? Well, what else is there for a brown immigrant alternative for them? Engineer, right? But I think now with the generation now, I think even my parents are more willing to put up with whatever they want to do because they realize there's so much different ways of getting money, of getting social status, you know, like even with my brother, I think my parents were a lot more lenient growing up with him in regards to like what to take in school. And I think that's just how the world continues to evolve over time and how parents and even for us, like obviously, you know, you and I, when we're parents, we're not going to be telling our kids to do this or do that because of whatever reasons we've learned from our parents to, you know, continue to change the world as we see it. And I've always said this, but I think we're kind of the generation that bridges the last generation, which is an old school traditionalist to the future generation which is a lot more forward thinking and stuff so i think we're we have to do that perfect job of balancing what's good for us what's good for our kids and all that Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's the, uh, I think a lot of it, and I think it just really depends on, uh, we really need to push, because there's like, there's a mix, right, there's like still the old batch that wants to stay the status quo, even coming into our generation, but there's a lot more of us that we're challenging that status quo and what it truly means, right, to what it means to be successful, and kind of like gauging those competitiveness or wages, and advocating that where like this is actual work and it takes time and I'm not going to do it for cheap, you know? Uh, so I think, uh, I think we'll still continue to see some of like that, like maintaining the status quo. But once again, that's a lot of it comes from people that are in a very comfortable and privileged position. And I think everyone else that is tired of the system uh, is trying to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> so let's be real uh, let's be real like if people want to stay like keep things as they are uh it's because they're on a very comfortable and privileged position um compared to like people that want to change the system in some way or another is because they themselves or they have some experience either themselves or through relatives or close members or they're just like they understand right um what's going on and they just want to shake up and change the system because honestly like it's not working for anyone, for the majority. And I don't know how many times I've said this, either in the podcast or through papers and discussion groups in my like in my masters. But COVID really sh- like showcased a lot of the things that is that are wrong with society. Um, so I think once again, um, it's been put into perspective. That, um, yeah, even when it comes to professions. Uh, they're not even like even on this case like with doctors you know they're just how how much they actually was done in order to prevent their burnout to everyone in the healthcare field right uh so does the system work for everyone not even for those making uh six figures uh what was the pandemic kind to them so absolutely and you know another thing that you said that kind of brought back another conversation I was having was about privilege. A lot of doctors, engineers, and even people that go to school, you have to be privileged to go to school, right? Because school is not cheap. It's very expensive. And so a lot of people that I feel like throughout the world, not just North America, but a lot of people that actually truly want to help people, I think they can't even afford school because of their conditions, you know, whether it's in, in India, Africa, or even North America, there's so many poor people that I feel like you know, that want to go out there and help 
because they've been through the tough situations, you know, they're not as privileged as the rest of us. They can't afford to do that because they don't have the money to pay for med school. They don't have, you know, or even basic the undergrad degree. So I feel like there's so many factors that come into just being, going to a profession, obviously, but I think privilege has a lot to do with it as well. Oh, absolutely. And that's something you can absolutely see when it comes to um, some of like what people call professional degrees uh, that require uh, that require a little bit more of it. And I mean, it does come from a place of privilege. Like right now, you know, now interviews for some of those professions or to get into those colleges, now they're happening online just because of the pandemic, uh, right? And like you cannot have things in person. <laughs> Uh, but before that, imagine have like who is gonna have the money to actually travel that much to uh, to go to interviews to the different medical schools across Canada from Vancouver to uh, to Newfoundland? No one, right? Or like very privileged people. So that's why people narrow it down, or people just stay within their province because that's reality. That's like what sometimes. you can afford uh, to do know everyone has a possibility of flying everywhere to go for a medical interview or to go for a dentistry interview you know so Exactly. definitely Or, or even like applications, right? Like I'm sure med school applications are really expensive. well yeah it's the entire process like i mean for all of those professional degrees you have to write an ex entrance exam which costs money if you want to do well you, sometimes you pay for courses And then after that, your application. And then after that, this, this, and that. Like, there's always like additional, additional things that you have to pay for. And of course, just once again, when you're in a privileged position, you sometimes don't realize that. But putting into perspective, it does sound like there's, there's a reason. There's a big gap uh, in who is who is a doctor and who's not. <laughs> it's because like at the end of the day, is like who can even afford. Once one is like who can even afford a first university? That's like the big, like one first big one, and then the second one is like who can afford to do the entire application process? And I think those are two big things that really separates, um, at the end of the day, who gets into some of those professional professions, as seen in North America. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that our system works uh, works that way, and that tends to lean. Uh, towards the side of of people with more privilege. Yeah, I think that's just how life is, you know, like, obviously, if you have more privilege, you're gonna have more things in life. And I mean, we talked about this, I think, in the last episode of the episode before that, where how life is just unfair. And that's just the way it is. Like, obviously, we would all love to change it and have equal footing on everyone. But honestly, I don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon. I really needs to like there needs to be a lot of shaking. I like that word that it's gonna be my word for the day. Uh, <laughs> there has to be a lot of shaking of it, and yeah, and it's just not to be mean, but or like to sound rude, but the old generation needs to get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean it's true like this is a whole nother conversation but like you know politicians we we expect people to retire normal jobs by age 65 but there's lots of politicians that are over the age of 65 you know 70 so it's like well what are they doing they're making you know changes to our socioeconomic 
ecosphere, I guess, and they're that old. Like, how can they relate to anyone younger? That, um, some of them still think on, like, their mind of, like, what life used to look like, which is just, once again, no, like, move on. Like, we have to start looking from 2022 forward. We can all be looking back on things, unless it's to learn from that, then we, and then apply it into the future uh, type of thing. And at the end of the day, like, uh, when it comes to politics, <laughs> like we always say, it's a different conversation, but the right people need to be in the right positions, which once again, in a capitalist society, that's not always the case. Yep, exactly. But we're we're definitely digressing. So, you know, reeling it back a little bit, the point of this episode wasn't to hate on anyone or anyone's choice. It was just, you know, putting a controversial take out there for me saying this. And I hope no one really takes it the wrong way. And if you want to correct me, by all means, please come on the podcast and, you know, talk to me and educate me. But once again, it was just a a take that I had, good or bad, I don't know. Maybe bad to some people, maybe good for others. But I think it's, you know, I just thought it would be a really good and fun conversation um, just to have. And I think it hopefully it'll breed more conversations around professions. Yeah, and like, I mean, like we've been saying, everyone's reasons are valid. We're just talking from experience. Like personally, I'm talking from experience. I've seen it in different fields. I've have friends and I know people that go into different professions for different reasons which once again everybody has their reasons uh like from you and me Brishank it's a lot of like being an immigrant and a person of color that really influenced what we wanted to do uh and we acknowledge that and we acknowledge that is one of our reasons of why we chose our careers uh but at the same time we own up we own up to why we chose our careers like you own up to becoming an engineer because you know uh, when it comes to when it came to like money wise financially made sense for the future uh for me being part of the healthcare system it's just like you know there's ways to move around and at the end of the day there's different ladders that I can take up and I know uh in the healthcare system and like in a very niche area uh, you can make up to like you can make good figures out of it and like live more than comfortably so yes I also chose uh, part of it is like there's some comfort that I know I'm going to get after my degree. So and I own to that. But that's I wouldn't say that's my primary reason that I went into a degree. So once again, it's just owning up to the reasons why you chose to do uh, to choose a different profession. And, you know, just, like just like I said, it's just holding yourself accountable of why you truly went into a different profession. And there's no reason to be hypocrites about it. Just like, if you chose it for a reason, open up to that reason and not try to pretend something else. Going forward, we're going to have a lot more of these uh, fun conversations. I say fun. I know man, maybe people <laughs> won't think it's fun, but I think it's been fun because it got me thinking this whole week. And even like this conversation, you know, I thought of so many things that I hadn't thought of before. So definitely, you know, I think hopefully it really opens the door for more conversations on various things in the future. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I think we're at that point that it's okay to get controversial. I think a lot of growth and a lot of like critical thinking comes from conversations like that, uh, for sure. So we're welcome to have any type of those conversations as long as they're respectful. We welcome them to any one of you. Exactly. So you can come on the podcast and tell me how much 
engineering sucks because I may or may not agree with you <laughs> in a respectful way. <laughs> But exactly. yes, you exactly. can you can let us know why engineering of public health it's not the greatest. <laughs> so, Andres, with that, what are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? I'm looking forward for it to be Friday, <laughs> even though it's a Monday. Um, it is Friday. Just Friday is April first. Are you doing something on April first? April Fools? Uh, I may play pranks on people. Who knows? <laughs> uh, no, just like you know, when I think ahead of the week, I'm just like I just want the week to be over, even though it just barely started. <laughs> so that's the general mood for the week. Um, but yeah, I think I'm looking also forward for the warmer weather because not cool that it's minus 14 even though i should know like i should not be surprised also i should not be complaining that much because uh you know lived in saskatchewan but honestly montreal the east has been so nice in the winter that i'm just like really like like everything was going okay with the winter i didn't mind it i actually liked it uh like i mean i like winter but didn't like You know, the transition into spring was going well until today. I'm just like, no, why? We didn't. There's no reason to go that far into the negatives. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking for the warmer days and for the week to be over. <laughs> uh, how about you, Rishank? Yeah, for me. So you know, this whole month I've been saying March is that weird kind of month that doesn't really have anything. Haven't really done much. Well, March is coming to an end. So April, I think, is going to be a little bit more. fun and things happening but like you said weather obviously number one reason you know there's still you know a couple more days left in march but once so for this week obviously i don't have too much just looking forward to the warmer weather the i know it's been raining i love the rain at nights sleeping in the rain oh i love that so i don't mind the rain at nights but in the daytime i can't really go for a walk so hopefully it rains in the you know nighttime but also the rain helps with the, all the dirt and all the crap that's been left behind beneath the snow and ice mm -hmm. so definitely a good wash is needed but for this upcoming week i think the biggest thing is just being ready for spring like we've talked about um in mid-april i'm actually flying out to vancouver for one of my friends bachelor parties so we're kind of i'm kind of in the middle of planning that uh, for the most part we've planned everything but just um, i'm gonna stay a couple extra days in vancouver just to meet a couple of my engineering buddies and then Oguma and I are planning our trip for the summer. I'm going to keep that a secret for now. I'll, you know, once I plan it and it goes through, I'll bring it up, you know, as it gets closer to the dates. But I think right now, so with, you know, with COVID kind of COVID restrictions, not COVID, but COVID restrictions dwindling down, um, I think it's just looking forward to the upcoming summer for me personally. So Brashink, where can our listeners reach out to us if they want to complain or share their thoughts about why people choose different professions? Okay, so like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, or you want to rant to us about engineering, or doctor, or lawyer, or any profession out there that you think you want to talk to us about, you can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter at the Two Average Grand Rules Podcast, and we'll be happy and all ears to listen to you. absolutely so um yeah so i'm very excited for it and i'm really excited to hear and live like read to everyone's thoughts but other than that yeah we'll catch up with you next monday on a brand new episode of the average members podcast bye see ya